Welcome to On Thursdays We Thrive podcast. We are licensed therapists here on Long Island, New York. Our goal is to provide tools and resources to anyone considering starting therapy and to fight the stigma of mental health through a millennial lens. Even though we are licensed therapists, our podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not a replacement for individual psychotherapy. To book a session with us, head on down to longislandteletherapy.com. So have a seat and get ready to thrive, learn, explore, and grow with us. Welcome back again. We're starting this episode with Monica Wells again, and we're going to be rediscussing ADHD, but more so how we can overcome it and work with the symptoms of ADHD. Okay, so Monica, what could both the young adult and family of young adults do prior to, let's say, going to college or even just moving out of the household to make the process easier for those with ADHD? Right. So um, I think a lot of the times individuals with ADHD need a lot of support, kind of like transitioning out of... um, out of school, um, you know, as we were talking before, we were talking about kind of like, um, that these individuals, like there's this kind of like very structured, very structured things that these kids, um, have to do when they're in high school versus when they're in college. So I think kind of like preparing them for that is going to be a really important thing. Um, you know, just getting, um, the individuals to, um, you know, take some responsibility, but knowing like when to ask for help, I think is, is going to be a really important thing. Um, you know, colleges, all colleges have, you know, um, the office of disabilities or the office of a lot of colleges are naming them, uh, the office of accessibilities, Mm. um, and kind of like how do you, how to navigate that? Because that's going to be really important for, um, you know, individuals to know how to do that. Um, you know, and having some support, you know, I, I helped kind of like transition. I've helped transition, um, a lot of kids throughout the ages to, um, have them know that they're going to have to be responsible for not only, um, you know, identifying, but like, you know, letting their professors know, like I have ADHD. So that, um, that part is really, you know, important that they are able to communicate this with, with other people. Um, I always say like, listen, you don't have to go tell your friends that you have ADHD or that you have a neurodiversity. Like you don't have to do that. But with your professor, if there is, you know, um, something going on and whatever, it is really important for them to know so that they can, you know, a lot of the times professors are not all professors, (laughs) but most professors are really kind of, um, I don't want to say lenient, but they, if, if the student kind of, um, you know, misses a deadline, they're like, okay, I'll give you till, you know, tomorrow night to finish Mm -hmm. the assignment and you won't lose any credit because their paperwork is registered with the accessibilities office. Um, so a lot of the times I tell parents like, okay, this is what you have to look forward to. These are the things, right? Because college and high school are two very different things. 
um, yes, you're learning and stuff like that. High school, right? You have nine periods. You go to each period every every day. In college, and I let this, I, I, I say this to all my clients kind of transitioning into college is that, um, you know, you don't have to go to class. All, like you're not going to be in class every day or all, all day. You might have a class on Monday at, you know, um, 10 o'clock and then another one at two o'clock. So you need mm-hmm. to learn how to kind of um, prioritize and say, okay, well, during this time, I'm going to be studying. Mm-hmm. Um, creating your own routine for yourself. Because I can imagine like, if they don't have another class till two, how easy it is to be like, well, someone who doesn't have ADHD, just be like, ah, screw that class. But I could imagine even harder to remember, mm-hmm. oh, my two o'clock class, I have to go to that. Mm-hmm. And also like the time management. I know can be an issue too. Like saying, okay, I have a class at at eight in the morning, which a lot of my kids, I'm like, please don't take a class at eight o'clock in the morning, especially if you have ADHD, because (laughs) a lot of individuals with neurodiversities, ADHD, um, will stay up till two o'clock in the morning (laughs) and then won't wake up till, you know, 10, 10 AM, 11, sometimes 12. (laughs) Um, so I'm just kind of like, know thyself. Mm-hmm. know what schedule is going to work for you during this time of, of your life um, and find out how you're going to do your best. So if you're, if you have a class at 8 a.m., chances are you're going to probably most likely sleep through it if you're up till two o'clock in the morning, either mm-hmm. playing video games or doing whatever mm-hmm. else, um, whatever other activity. So, um, just really important to kind of like find, um, you know, a routine, some sort of routine and the more routine it is, um, you know, and it, is it always going to be perfect? No, but that's where I think, um, you know, some sort of coaching or some sort of executive, like executive functioning coaching will come in handy because you'll meet mm. with a coach like, you know, once a week. Okay. Well, these, these are the things that you have to do. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, of course you guys have seen a syllabus. Um, it can be so convoluted. It's like, Oh, it's the most stressful time. It is the most stressful thing. And I'm like looking at these, um, syllabi syllabi with these kids and I'm like, I I don't even understand it. I don't have ADHD and it's like all over the place and you have to go to this and that and this and that. And it's so overwhelming it's so overwhelming so a lot of the times with an ADHD coach and you know I'll do some coaching sometimes with with certain kids that really are having a hard time with executive functioning where we'll look at their syllabus and then we'll say okay well what are some things that are due and then there, you know, we kind of like go back and forth and then we just set up like a really easy just you know um um you know, either uh, a word, uh, a a Microsoft work thing or Mm -hmm. or something like that, that just kind of says, okay, like, this is what I have to do. And it's so much easier that way. Yeah. Rather than look at this three page syllabus, probably five pages at that point, let's like, let's break it up into smaller pieces. Even for me, I know it's overwhelming looking at that whole entire thing when like, I can't think about June. I got to just worry about January, February. Right. Right. I like to tell my clients to make like a weekly goal list of like the assignments that they have or 
you know, like what are the most important ones on a calendar, maybe color coding. It depends what type of learner you are. Like if you're visual and you kind of like those big colors in your face, like that's, it's helpful too. Oh, yeah. 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 I get that a lot with, with kids with ADHD, a lot of visual learners. So a lot of my therapy <laughs> will be very like visual, whether it's yeah. like telehealth or in person, like, you know, a lot of these individuals are also super creative. So we'll like create things and, and do things like that. So, um, you know, something like that, something color coded or something that just makes sense to them and that it's so simple. Or, you know, sometimes we set up reminders, like I'll set up reminders with my clients, you know, um, on their phones and, um, you know, things like that are, are super important. The other thing I think is that's really important is, um, study skills, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of individuals with ADHD will have a hard time with concentration. So really knowing, um, you know, what type of learner you are, I think it's really important. Um, are you a visual learner? Are you, you know, um, um, you know, what, a lot of um, individuals with ADHD, I feel like, have to do, touch and do things. Mm-hmm. Um, so just learning what type of learner you are. And also like, okay, well, there are some things that you have to do. Like you have to read certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know I was actually s- scrolling through um, Instagram and there's this new... Um, it's like a new app that reads out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard of, I used that when I was studying too. So like you're saying, if they're a visual or auditory learner, if you have to read something, right. then maybe you could find a YouTube video about it and right. like listen to it again while you're reading or, you know, you're rewriting it or drawing pictures of it in a different color, you know, like things like that. So mm. those are good. Skills. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So knowing that, and also because of the inattention, you also have to think about, okay, well, when is the best time for me to study, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Am I a better learner in the morning? Am I a better learner in the afternoon? Am I a better learner at night? Um, And also, um, you know, I usually say to my clients, like if it's something really convoluted and just really boring, just do 20 minutes, take a break for five minutes. 20 minutes, take a break for five minutes until you, um, and then like, if it's really long, um, you know, taking a break for, and a lot of the times this could be difficult, um, as you can imagine, um, Mm -hmm. for individuals with ADHD, but, you know, just, I also kind of, um, set goals for, you know, that some of the students that I work with, um, just because a lot of them, (laughs) are very competitive. (laughs) So a lot of the times I'm like, okay, so you have, you know, a three point, whatever GPA right now, like, what do you want it to be next, next semester? And like, you know, let's get to it. Like, how can we get there? What can we do? Um, and I feel like it gets them more kind of like, okay, we got to do this. Like, okay. Like motivation. Yes. Yes, That's such a great point. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of them because they're so bright have these scholarships and I'm like, okay, like we got to get like a three point, you know, three for you, you know, in order for you to keep your scholarship, like let's do this. Like, what can we do? <laughs> so yeah. I'm very kind of like, you know, coaching them and being their cheerleader and, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
and just kind of like teaching them these skills at the same time. So, yeah. so I love all, I love all the skills that you just shared. I mean, it's, I remember back when I was in grad school, it's like, I knew myself that I could only go to the library for two hours. I'm not one of these people that can go for eight hours or all day because I'm, and I don't even have ADHD, but I just, like you said, it's knowing what type of learner we are and being realistic or else it's not going to work out. Um, you know, one thing that we really love to use is of course, mindfulness with a bunch of our, our clients or even with ourselves. So is mindfulness useful and it can be used with the ADHD population? Um, so, I mean, of course I love mindfulness. I think it's so important for people to learn, um, individuals with ADHD might get frustrated by it though, because it's really hard for them to kind of like, number one, sit still. Number two, like if they have hyperactive ADHD, um, you know, to kind of like sit still and say, okay, I'm just going to think about my breath. Like, um, I try to, I try to kind of say to them, like, you know, let's try this out. If it works great, if it doesn't, then whatever, let's try something else. A lot of the times they will get frustrated um, and that's just for most of the individuals that I work with neurodivergent, you know, high functioning autism, ADHD, and things like that, they will get really frustrated because they're like, I can't like, you know, I, I keep thinking about all these other things and I'm like, well, that's okay. Like, you know, you don't have to like sit there and think about one thing, but you know, you know, just acknowledge a thought and it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. I could imagine it's hard already yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's really hard. So a lot of the times, um, I will say, okay, if that doesn't work for you, that's fine. Like we can try it. I, I use a lot of like breathing techniques, not so much, um, mindfulness, unless if they're kind of like, okay, I want to try this. Um, so a lot of breathing. Um, and then the other thing that I go to a lot for individuals with ADHD is yoga because you're moving and you're, you know, you're doing something and, um, you know, you can pay you like, it's easier for you to pay attention to whatever the person's saying, if you want to get the pose right and you're, you're moving, you know, so that's like another, um, you know, a technique that I, I have my clients kind of do instead of the meditation. If, if that's not something that, um, if that, if meditation is something that's going to frustrate them, I'm just kind of like, no. Yeah. The other thing that I use, um, besides mindfulness is exercise. Um, you know, there's so many studies, like so many studies, um, that show that, um, exercising any type of cardio exercise is going to help with, um, attention. It's going to help with the anxiety. It's going to help with the inattentiveness. Um, I usually say like bursts of 20 minutes, So getting like your heart rate, like really up for like 20 minutes, um, is really going to be helpful for anybody. So a lot of the times, like parents will come to me and say, you know, with the, um, with my younger clients will say, you know, well, they're having a really hard time coming home and sitting for homework. Um, yeah, they've just been sitting for yeah. hours, of course. <laughs> of course. And they're, they're like, well, they had a little break. They had a snack and then they played on their iPad or whatever for 15 minutes. And, and then I'm just kind of like, no, like I want you to take that iPad away and they need to go run outside and do like, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of just running around. Um, yeah. I have a lot of clients who, if they can run, they will go for runs. 
And mm-hmm. it's so much easier to kind of like sit down and, you know, concentrate for a little bit longer. But there's study after study after study showing the benefits of, of exercise, not just for ADHD, but also for anxiety. Right. And also just even if like they are like, well, I can't run, like that's that's a lot for me. Like going for a walk mm-hmm. or standing at your desk and kind of like moving your feet a little bit, like anything that you could do to kind of just get the body moving. Yeah, so- yeah. For sure. Yeah. So Monica, what are some other resources that we can give our listeners? Okay. So I really love um, giving um, individuals the site. It's called Attitude. So it's it's kind of like ADD, and it, but it's spelled out attitude.org. Um, and it is they have so much information for parents. They have information for teens. They offer free webinars. Um, they offer free webinars for both parents and for clinicians. Um, they just have so, so much information, um, even for kids who are going to college. Um, they have transitioning to college. What can you do? They have a referral list of um, individuals who are ADHD therapists in, in the area in their area. Um, so they they really have such a you know it's such a big thing. Um, the other one is Chad, which has different chapters and um, different parts. But um, you know Chad in Suffolk, um, so it's C H. ADD. Um, and they offer, you know, different, um, different things to different. Um, I know that they, at at one point they were doing like different presentations and, and things like that. So that's another good one. Thank you for that. I, this is like so helpful for me as, as a clinician, but also I can share with other clinicians, parents, teens, kids, um, and, and what would you like to leave with our listeners around this topic? If you could kind of like sum it all up or leave them with something when, you know, in regards to this transition from high school to being independent, whether it's college, a job, adulthood, what would you say? I would say, um, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. I know that's one of the main things that a lot of my clients kind of struggle with because they think, well, if I need to ask for help, then there must be something wrong with me. Your brain just thinks differently than everybody else's. And that's okay. Um, we need supports. I mean, I need supports in, um, in other things and, you know, things that I might not know. So, um, you know, use those supports, whether it's your parents or a coach or, um, using the accessibilities office or, you know, asking a friend or really anything it's, it's really okay. Um, you know, and like I said, um, you know, I believe that everybody has um, their own type of smart. I always talk about that in therapy. I I always talk about that with my clients. Everybody has their own strengths and everybody has things that they need to work on. And, um, but use those supports, use, use the help, you know, and don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. Love that. For sharing that. Yes. I always believe asking for help. And I mean, there's stigma around mental health, obviously. And that's why we do this. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's our mission to normalize all these different areas. And, 
yeah, that's, of course, I know why I, I got into this field and our mission as a team. So, so right. when, when we come back, we're going to do some rapid fire questions. a few rapid fire questions and that just means we're gonna ask you a random question without much thought and the first thing that comes to your mind okay so what is your favorite reality tv show and why okay um right now i'm not watching any because i've really been into downton abbey which i had never watched um but before I was watching uh, 90 Day Fiance, I find <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely entertaining. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've heard so a funny. lot of people get into it and like really rave about it. I've never got into it. I've, I I, mean, I watch my own reality TV, so I'm like so into like so many shows. So, but I mean, I've heard great things. Oh, it's, it's so popular. I mean, and now they've done like 90 days the other way. Like my husband is, and don't tell him I told you this. He's like, <laughs> he's like, Oh, we need to watch this. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it must be good then. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. It's okay. Yeah. I watch like, I'm going to watch the Kardashians on Hulu when it comes out. <laughs> I love my real housewives of Beverly Hills and uh, Salt Lake city. Oh, okay. Um, and Vanderpump Rules, even oh, though the season, it was so disappointing this season. I am a Lala yeah. and Stassi stan, so I'm yeah. I love them. But yeah, I mean, ugh, I'm not a fan. Um, Sam, what do you? What are your reality TV shows? So I really don't. I haven't been lately at all. Someone actually like this show used to bother me so much. Like The Bachelor used to bother me so much yeah. because. I was like, why are they fighting over one guy? Like, this is ridiculous. How can you be in love with so many people at one time? It would like bother me. So I don't know why, but then, um, I was like peer pressured into watching it. And then I got hooked mm-hmm. and I started with like paradise. So it was a little bit more like, it was better for me because I was like, all right, they each get a person. Yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of got hooked into the bachelor bachelorette just because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. Sometimes it's so bad. It's great. Oh yeah. Isn't that crazy? So that made me realize like, I'm a little sick in the head that I like, like, you know what I, I always say this to my mother-in-law because she's like, oh, you guys watch such garbage TV. And I'm like, but I feel like we have these jobs that are like, we're constantly like talking to people and we're trying to, you know, help people and things like that. And this is like, brainless tv it's like you don't have to think about it there's nothing like (laughs) yes there's there's not much depth to it to it so after like you know seeing seven clients a day i'm just like this is what i want to watch yes a hundred percent or something that i've seen a bunch of times it's like so i don't have to think yes but i do get very into it and i'm like what are you doing like i'm (laughs) screaming at it and half the time, I don't know if it's real or fake, but I'm so invested. And I'm like, and oh, I know sit next to me and be like, I thought you hated this. And I'm like, I do, but it's like, <laughs> I know. 
it's like a car accident. You can't stop looking and watching. Yeah. I yeah. Know. And then you follow them on Instagram. And yeah. Like, yeah. Oh and then I'm buying the outfits they are. <laughs> oh my God. And then I'm like, where are their TikToks? I need to see them yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> All of a sudden I'm obsessed and I'm hooked and I love it. Okay. Yeah, I know. Guilty pleasures. So <laughs> overall, Mono, Monica, where can we find you and what services do you offer? Are you taking any clients? Okay. So right now, unfortunately, I do have a wait list and you can actually go to my website, which is uh, Um, And there is a wait list. Um, I think I have about right now about five people on my wait list, but you can just go on there and just, um, you know, click that you want to be on my wait list. Um, I am hoping sometime this year to, um, hire, um, either one or two clinicians who can, who I will be kind of like supervising and training and, and things like that to, um, to work the way that I do. Um, just because I feel like this is, um, something that number one, I'm so passionate about, um, and that I feel is so necessary, um, especially with, you know, so many people just kind of like being diagnosed with ADHD and Mm -hmm. things like that. So, um, you can definitely find me there. Um, and my office is in, I do have an office an in-person office in Huntington. Okay, great. Great. And you do offer a social skills group too, right? I do. I offer, well, so I haven't done any social skills groups. I'm actually starting a social anxiety group, um, starting, um, in two weeks, actually. Amazing. Um, I know I'm so excited about it because I haven't run. Um, I used to be, um, at my old clinic, um, I used to be, um, the, um, the director for social skills groups. And I feel like I just needed to do some group work. I love group work, especially with this population. I think it's so important to learn not just the social skills, but a lot of kids have a lot of social anxiety because of their lack of social skills. So I am so excited to, um, to start this group. Um, and yeah. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear how it goes. It's so important, social anxiety. I feel like everyone has it, including myself. So <laughs> especially during after COVID, it's been yeah. so I mean, yeah, it's yeah, kids who don't want to, you know, participate in class and and you know, are just having a really difficult time. Um, but hopefully um once I have my group run it like my, my group practice up and running, Mm -hmm. I will be able to offer more of the social skills or social anxiety groups. I've, I've done groups with, um, um, individuals, um, neurodivergent individuals who are in college and kind of like a support group. Um, I've done that. I've done a lot of, uh, you know, the younger kids groups I've done teen groups. I've done teen groups, uh, transitioning into college, like what to expect. Um, so they're not kind of like when they go to college, they're not, not like, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's really important to know. Thank you so much for, you know, bringing us to awareness and trying to 
knock the stigma of ADHD and finding through the creativity that those can have that they're not in fact stupid, Yes, <laughs> that there's yes. skills to be learned and identification of what this disorder is. So we really thank you for providing us with the resources and knowledge and joining us today. Thank you guys, because I really, I mean, I obviously, I love talking about this topic. I could probably sit here all day and talk to you guys all day about <laughs> all this like neurodivergent individuals and therapy <laughs> and all of that. So love I really want to thank you guys for having me on. It's been of fun. Of course, it's been so fun. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of On Thursdays We Thrive. We love learning and growing with you each Thursday. If you enjoy listening to us, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us on Instagram, you can follow at On Thursdays We Thrive. On Thursdays We Thrive is a partnership between Liana Ross, Sam Triani, and Gooding Wellness, LCSWPC. If you are in New York and would like to speak with a therapist directly or to one of us, head on down to longislandteletherapy.com or goodingwellness.com. Keep thriving.